This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a special edition of AMI at the Movies with Michael McNeely, our entertainment critic. Today, he's got a review of the Netflix film, The Sea Beast. And Michael joins us from Kingston, Ontario. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning. Are you scared of the sea beast? <laughs> I'm uh, always a little bit concerned about sea beasts. I'm not super psyched about sharks and jellyfish. Michael, without giving too much away, give me some background on the plot of the sea beast. Well, in a kingdom called Three Rivers, there's a king and a queen, and the king and the queen have put a bounty on the sea beast. So that means they want the sea beast killed because they're making it seem like the sea beast is a threat to the kingdom. To meet that call, we have a captain and his trusty crew setting out to fight the sea beast, just like Moby Dick. And the captain is very much obsessed with destroying this beast. But that's not all, because we have an orphan, an orphan girl who who dreams of being a hunter, who dreams of fighting sea beasts, and she sneaks on that boat. Oh my, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) So this is an animated film that has a bunch of voice actors involved in it. Tell me about a couple of the stars, Zeris Angel Hattor and Shannon Chen Kent. Yes, so Angel is the... um, so Sarah's Angel Hatua is the main character. Um, she's the orphan. She plays the voice, or she gives the voice of the orphan. Um, and she is pretty impressive because she was Matilda herself in the, uh, in the UK productions, I believe, of that uh, musical. And so I watched, I watched Matilda in Toronto, but I didn't get to see her. But I think she would have been wonderful to see. Um... So she's also been in movies, which I hope we can forgive because that movie did not do very well. Um, she was also in Black Earth Rise and Victoria. So she's still getting her start in television, but uh, I, I, I expect great things for her. Um, next, we have Shannon Chan Kent. Um, she is Canadian. She is from British Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. She was born in Vancouver, and she has been in many shows that we have watched. She's doing the voice for Sonic. I'm not for Sonic. I'm not sure what character she is in Sonic, but it's the Sonic TV show. Um, and let's see here. In addition to the Sea Beast, she did voices for... No, she was the film director in Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, which is a television series. I had no idea about that. Um, she was an ew as Kiki, and she was in Another Life as Ayawa. So I've seen some of those shows, and she was also in Corner Gas, animated, just like any other good Canadian actor must be. Um, so that's what I have. 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, impressive biographies for both of them there. What did you think of the animation in this film? Did you find the film visually appealing? I did, but I will also be talking to you about how hard it was for me to follow sometimes. So, but let's first, let's take myth, the question that you asked. The visual appeal is that the kingdom looks very colorful. The water looks very blue, which is always a great thing. Um, especially if you think about swimming in Toronto, you, you definitely want the water to be blue. Um, and I would say that the islands and the monsters and the setting is extremely colorful and interesting to look at. As we zoom out and think a little bit more about the genre, what is it that makes a family film stand out? I would also like to ask you that same question, Dave. But for me, I think a family film is really something that you can talk to your family about after you've watched the film. And I do think that this this movie, The Sea Beast, meets that definition. It's going to raise a lot of conversations about hunting, about trying to kill sea beasts or beasts in general that may not be doing any harm to anybody. And what to do if you're if you if your conscience is telling you that you're doing something bad and you don't want to continue doing that anymore. Yeah, I agree with you. It's about conversations and it's about lessons. When I think about one of my favorite modern kids' movies is the first Shrek. And mm-hmm. that's all about being beautiful on the inside. And that's a lesson that's really good for kids, but it's also a really good reminder for adults to perpetually be thinking about beauty from the inside. Yes, I I do agree with you about Shrek. I think also Shrek really updated fairy tales, and it really paved the way for everybody to continue doing the same. Because, you know, we, and you know what, it's the same in this movie, because in Shrek it was about killing the dragon, but in all fairness, the dragon became a great friend and lover to donkey, if I'm not mistaken. But here, it's about killing the sea beast. And we, the sea beast doesn't really deserve to be killed. Mm. So let's come back to the sea beast. Would you say this is a fun for the whole family film? Might it be a little bit scary for little children? I think it's not scary. I, I watched it. Um, I think I... I think it's just an adventure. It's just an adventure film. I mean, there may be some kids that are not comfortable with the idea of killing. Um, There is some killing of beasts at the beginning as part of the crew's missions, but ultimately they come to realize that they need to question their behavior. And so I think, you know, if, you know, for example, if you're watching movies and you're watching shows about pirates, about stress buckling, about adventurers, about dragons, it all comes with the territory. So I think it would be okay for people that are used to those kinds of things. What did you like most about the Sea Beast and what do you think could be improved? So to answer that question, um, I think I would like to have a um, descriptive video or descriptive audio version of this of this film because there were times where I just couldn't keep up with the action where I was confused about what was going on because everything was moving so quickly. Um, so I think that may be a challenge for some children or some adults who have vision loss and they may want to know what's going on. 
So I would really hope that they can be, they can have um, accommodations provided to them for these for this movie. So overall, what's the score you would give this film? I have to respectfully um, abstain because I didn't really get the full impact of those action scenes. So I will um, just simply say that I think this is a good film. I think this is a film that has a lot to offer, but I just want to see it made more accessible to members of our community. Inconclusive grade being offered up here by Michael McNeely. I think that's our first ever incomplete on one of these reviews. Hey, Michael, thank you for this. We appreciate it. Well, I mean, you've got to be harnessed. I know you probably have dishonest weather men or weather women, but you can never have a dishonest film critic. <laughs> that is the truth through and through. The king of authenticity. It's Michael McNeely, our entertainment critic. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.